now. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. We need him now. For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have them signed. This is the Cocktail Nation. We are going 100% old school this week. Normally, the show's a mixture of old and new, but requests from Damien of North Dakota says, uh, can we wind the clock back and go all old school? And I said, yeah, okay, cool, we'll do that. So here we are, back with all your pure 50s and 60s lounge. Plus, we have a lounge special this week on the life of Zsa Zsa. It is the Cocktonation on syndicated stations around the world and on iHeartRadio as we kick off with Mr. Sinatra and success. Mr. Success on the Cocktonation. When I walk through a jam, no one knows who I am. Put your head on my chest. And I'm Mr. Success Never closed me a deal All at once I'm a wheel Just your head on my chest And I'm Mr. Success Why I once knew a worrying man He was a hurrying man With never a second to play He had appointments to keep People to meet And it took 30 hours To make him a day Not for me Not what I want to be Just your head on my chest And I'm Mr. Success into some very hot spots and some very tight spots. Beautiful girls get stuck on him. Just the two of us. Soft music. Bad guys get struck by him. The mind-grabbing master plan to conquer the world. It's Coop Cooper on The Cocktail Nation.
Coctonation with Cy Coleman there with Playboy's theme. Lounge Leader Coop Cooper with you, official website, coctonation.net, for the archives of the show, and of course, a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on on the show. A Cocktail Nation Lounge Special. Hello, darlings. Lee Bailey, who's the host of Good Company, asked if I would do something really memorable on his show. I've been paralyzed ever since. So I came here to my favorite thinking place to try to think of something. You know, I get my best ideas in the bathtub. You would be surprised how many bad ideas I got right here in this tub. But actually, this is my favorite room in the whole house. This, this is my office. I have my telephone here. I have my gramophone record player here. I have everything here. And where can you think better than a wonderful hot bathtub anyhow? Now, if you guys would take those cameras away, I'd like to sleep in something much more comfortable so I can show you the rest of the house. Tonight on the show, Zsa Zsa Gabor. She passed away at the age of 99 in 2016, former beauty queen and actress. She was ahead of her time in the Hollywood golden age, Zsa Zsa. It's probably one of the first celebutants. If there had been no Zsa Zsa, there probably would be no Kim Kardashian. Although after her television career, Gabor became a bit of a punchline or a caricature known for her run-ins with Beverly Hills cops or for her many marriages, it wasn't always that way. She was of a time when socialite was not yet a negative term. Despite a spotty film career, she became a staple on TV, often appearing as herself, and she often spoofed her active social life with a bit of a quip or a darling. It became a signature term of endearment. She was born Sari Gabor, in Budapest, Hungary in 1917 and she competed in the 1936 Miss Hungary pageant but was disqualified for being underage. She made her film debut in the musical Lovely to Look At from 1952 starring opposite Red Skelton, Catherine Grayson and Howard Keel. Fittingly for someone who became famous for just being herself, Gabor's character's name was Shasha. That same year, she also had a part in We're Not Married with Ginger Rogers and Fred Allen and starred in Moulin Rouge with José Ferrer. Gabor later appeared opposite one-time husband George Sanders in Death of a Scoundrel in 1956 and had a small role in Orson Welles' Touch of Evil in 1958. Memorably, she played Talia in the Bieber movie Queen of Outer Space in 1958. Beginning in the 1950s through the 1980s, Gabor was a frequent guest on television in series such as Diverse's Playhouse 90 and the Colgate Comedy Hour, even F Troop and Batman, as well as countless appearances on variety and talk shows. She was certainly glamorous, quick-witted and not afraid to make fun of herself or her nine marriages, including Conrad Hilton, Paris Hilton's great-grandfather. Seven divorces and one annulment. Sample joke, I suppose, is probably a man in love is incomplete until he's married, she said, and then he's finished. Or perhaps even touting her housekeeping abilities, which she noted that despite her divorces, she still managed to keep the house. Gabor made headlines and jump-started her career in 1989 after an altercation with a police officer. She slapped the officer after being stopped for a driving violation, was arrested on charges of assault, she was fined and sentenced to three days in jail after failing to complete the terms of her probation. A civil suit was settled out of court in 1991. The incident did result in an unauthorised documentary, which you can see on YouTube, The People vs. Zsa Zsa Gabor from 1991. That same year, she memorably spoofed the incident in Naked Gun 2 and a half, The Smell of Fear. In later years, Gabor appeared as herself in movies such as The Beverly Hillbillies in 1993 and a very Brady sequel in 1996, but legal troubles kept her name in the headlines. In June 2005, she and her husband Prince Friedrich von Anhalt sued her only child, Francesca van Hilton, accusing her of fraud and larceny. Despite a tepid movie career, a tumultuous personal life and sometimes public legal wrangling, Gabor remained a celebrity for decades, a singular personality known by one name, and that was Zsa Zsa. Here she is in an interview that she did on television back in the 1960s. Hello, I'm Lee Bailey. While we're waiting for her to slip into something more comfortable, as she put it, Zsa Zsa lives in this majestic ridge in the Bel Air section of Los Angeles. It's an area of breathtaking vistas and lovely homes. It's a storybook castle filled with art treasures and memorabilia of her exciting life. 
which includes careers in stage, screen, and television, and some husbands to boot. Movie stars like to give the impression that they're just like the folks next door, but not Jaja. She is a star, she knows it, she likes it, and she lives like one. She created this home to fit the legend of Jaja Gabor, and it's considered to be one of the finest homes in Hollywood. Hello, Mr. Bailey. I'm Miss Gabor's secretary, Carl. Miss Gabor. How do you do, Carl? How do you do? Miss Gabor wanted you to know she'll be down in just a moment. Thank you very much. Is it uh, kind of a tough job being Jaja's secretary? Well, I can't say it's not difficult. I guess it is. Uh, she's very complex. She has many careers, and uh, we lead a busy life here. Of course, everybody in the world wants to see Jaja Gabor or get, you know, close to her somehow. It's my job to see that the wrong ones don't and the right ones do. Well, we're going to try and get close to her today. You know, she's got quite a public image, and we're all familiar with it, but you know what she's like privately. Uh, can you compare the two? Is she for real? Well, I was amazed to find that the legendary Jaja Gabor really does exist. I mean, she really is this beautiful and this chic and this exciting, this witty, this unpredictable. Uh, well, there's another side, too, though, and the public doesn't know that, I think, and that's that she's very sensitive mm -hmm. and very thoughtful of others. Uh, for instance, I had only been here a few days when Tony Curtis and his wife, Christine, came over for lunch, and Miss Gabor said, uh, come and join us, Carl, and she had an extra place set at the table. I think she, she does many things for people like that and uh, many kindnesses and permits no publicity about it. Welcome, Lee, darling, to my house. Come on, darling. I want to show you my parents. <laughs> you know, we were admiring this view out here a little while ago, Georgia. Isn't Who that lives fantastic here? Well, I have all kind of exciting neighbors. First of all, down here lives Nancy Sinatra. And, you know, it's very interesting. Remember a couple of years ago when that terrible kidnapping took oh, place? Oh, yes, it was a boy. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, uh, around 2 o'clock, we saw lights going on, television cameras, and I was sure that the boy was found. So I knew it sooner than any press or anything. You, uh... I have a pretty lovely swimming pool down there. Do you you want to come, da come downstairs and take a swim with me? It's just the weather for I it. could be talked into that without too yes? much trouble. I didn't bring a bathing suit, Don't though. Don't worry. First of all, we have all the shrubbery, and then I have all other kind of sizes of swimming trunks. I see. Tell me, is that the only kind of exercise that you indulge in, or do of you do some other things? Of course not. I do all kind. I play polo. You play polo? I fence. I play ping pong. I play tennis. I love all exercise. Yes, I do play polo. I learned it in Paris. Who taught you to play polo? Well, an old friend of mine, Ruby Rose, I don't know. Oh, yes, him. yes, yes. You know, I read that book about you by uh, Gerald Frank, was it not? We wrote it together, yes. Yes, I'm sorry, with Gerald Frank. With Gerald Frank, yes. And you never married Ruby Rose, did you? No, I, I was afraid to marry him, even though he was a wonderful person. Why were you afraid? I don't know. Yeah. Even though I should have admitted married him, I don't know. Let's not talk about who I didn't marry. <laughs> Let's not even talk about who I married. Okay, we'll do that. You used to have another home around here somewhere, as I yes, recall. I Didn't it burn down? I had a beautiful home, yes, a couple of years ago. Remember the big Bel Air fire? Yes, I do. And I was just in London with a couple of suitcases, a couple of 12 suitcases, and left this gorgeous house covered with antiques and paintings and all the things, you know, what one collects, letters one likes and, I don't know, photos and everything, and I come back and there was nothing but ashes. I hope you had it in June. Well, first of all, you can't insure all the things no. that you keep for a lifetime, but it was not, the inside was not insured. And so I had a big loss. It was a delightful homecoming, wasn't it? it oh, it was a terrible homecoming, and I adored that house. It's a fashion. It was quite close here. Well, this is a pretty nice house uh, as it stands. How many rooms have you got in here, do you know? I don't know how many rooms I have. I even have a nightclub in here. Do you think that you could find a... A smaller place that you oh, could I love could, quite as much? I could never like a smaller house that much. Anyhow, a small house is very expensive. Well, you're way up here. In, <laughs> very expensive, left. sure. <laughs> you're way up here in a hill all alone. Do you ever get lonesome? Often, yes. All of us get lonesome. I think only very stupid people don't get lonesome. Zsa Zsa Gabor, our lounge special for this week on the Cocktail Nation.
Sydney. A man. A microphone. No. A dimly lit apartment. And a smoking jacket. The Cocktail Nation. that ego people pay to see. Enchanted. The Cocktail Nation. Reminds you of me 
matter where you care to roam Doesn't even matter whom you choose to see Whenever your head hits that pillow Whatever the hour may be Don't dream of anybody but me Don't dream of anybody but me Don't dream of anybody but me Cocktail Nation Donation Herb Albert there and a taste of honey. Bobby Darren in there as well. Don't dream of anybody but me. And Sir Julian with Satin Doll. Hello to Ian Griffin, a man who came out to Australia, it was six years ago. And uh, we were conversing on email just the other day. Couldn't believe that it was six years ago. And he came out here. He'd been listening to the show for a long time. And he said, uh, hey, Coop, I'm in Australia. Can we catch up for a coffee? So uh, I ended up going to his hotel in Potts Point, meeting him there, and then we went around to the district that's called King's Cross. It used to be a, a red-light district, kind of not anymore, really. A little bit sad, actually. It uh, used to be the place where all the sailors used to go, but uh, lockout laws because of violence and stuff like that kind of uh, knocked that on the head. Anyway, it was a wonderful time, and it was great to catch up with Ian six years ago. Hard to believe how time flies so quickly, and uh, good to see you are doing well. Let's take a look at Lounge Life magazine. I've got an interesting story on the 1959 Chevrolet Impala. Uh, we've got the fake news of Orson Welles, The War of the Worlds, at 
80, and Marilyn Monroe experts say Kim Kardashian isn't worthy of wearing the Marilyn Monroe gown as she did to the Met Gala. Uh, I don't know, didn't look as good as Marilyn, that's all I'll say. So uh, it's an interesting story because it's such a rare and expensive and valuable dress that a lot of people are questioning whether or not it should even have left the glass chamber that it lives uh, lives in permanently. On the cocktail nation, Break a pencil and you'll have two pencils. Break a pen and you'll have zero pens. Very deep cocktail nation.
事。
Cocktailation with Blast Johnson there, and mean to me, Neil Hefty in there as well, with Splanky and John Barry on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Here's Esquivel now on the Cocktail Nation. Dickie Bird, my character is a card shark with a taste for booze and bras. That might be too much of a stretch. <laughs> He's a playboy. So what? So are you. What does that have to do with anything? But I ain't running for president. Jack Daniels, still your drink? Jack Daniels from Mr. Sinatra. There's some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's the Cocktail Nation. Thank you. 
Hey, this is Joe from Menai. Hey, this is Josh from Waterloo, and you're listening to The Cocktail Nation.
Doctor Nation with Billy May and Perfidia. I'm gonna leave you Tito Puente. Ritual drum dance. Stay happy.